Hey, welcome to another Enneagram podcast. Yeah, that's right. Yet another Enneagram podcast. But this one's different. Another Enneagram podcast is here to help you be a better leader for your team. We know leadership is already challenging enough, and it can be downright frustrating when your team communication breaks down. Another Enneagram podcast is here to tell you stories of leaders just like you who are learning how to lead their teams better with the Enneagram. If you want your team to communicate better, be more productive, and love their jobs, another Enneagram podcast is for you. All right, welcome back to another Enneagram podcast. Just like always, it is uh, your host, Ryan, with your other host, Cody. And we are uh, on the tail end here of our top 10 Enneagram questions mini series, these shorter podcasts. Hopefully you are enjoying these and sharing them with people, uh, giving them a taste of another Enneagram podcast. We appreciate that. I'm just going to go ahead and assume that you are sharing and tell you, thank you for doing that. It means so much to us. Uh, So today we are on question number two, going down the list uh, to number one next time. Cody, number two says, what if I feel like I'm multiple numbers? What would you say to somebody who, who's feeling that? Join the club. That's what I would say. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think that's something that most of us, I mean, there's been a few people that I've engaged with over the last few years that were just like, I mean, they, they heard about the Enneagram and within a matter of minutes, they were like, oh, yeah, this is me. No doubts about it. Um, but I think for a lot of us, like trying to land on our dominant type and really figure that out, it, it takes some time. Um, and I, there, I mean, I, I identify as a type seven, like, you know, I, that's a, um, uh, that was a pretty clear one for me. Um, but I mean, when I first started digging into the Enneagram, it was like, Hey, I, I feel like a three sometimes, um, especially like a three with a four wing. There were, there were a lot of elements of that, that I was like, okay, I could, I could see myself in that. Um, and then as I stepped into different jobs or, you know, got married or different things like that, it was like, Oh, but right now I feel like this. And right now I feel like this, um, and, uh, you know, and as I, as I grew in my understanding of Enneagram, a lot of that started to make sense as to why I felt those, wa- those ways. And, mm-hmm. um, there was some things in that, that brought a lot of clarity, but, um, but yeah, I think that's, I think that's a natural part of the process is you, your, your eyes are kind of open to like all of this information and the diagram and like nine different type descriptions that are pretty deep. Um, mm-hmm. and there's, and there could be like, three percent of this one that clicks with me and 40 percent of this one that clicks with me um and uh yeah i think that's something that's something that a lot of us go through um on our journey of the enneagram what about you what do you think ryan uh, yeah. So I agree. Of course, uh, I would say there's a couple different reasons why people feel that way. Sometimes uh, one of those is something that you were just hinting at. It, it's, it's an underlying concept with the Enneagram that no person is just one type, right? That in reality, I have little bits of, of all nine types that make up who hmm. I am. Yeah. Uh, my, my core type, when I say I'm a type one, what that means is I identify with the motivations of type one more than any other number. doesn't mean that I don't identify with other numbers in any capacity. It just yeah, means good. that if, if my, you know, type one motivations came up against my, let's say type five motivations that my type one is going to win out. Right. Hmm. And so that definitely doesn't mean that I'm not influenced by those things. In fact, that example of a type five, it, it, that's real for me. I would say kind of the one that I identify with second after type one is probably type five. 
Um, I just, that makes a lot of sense to me as well. Uh, and so, but I'm still a type one. And so I think that's one reason. Um, and, and along with that reason, there are so many um, overlaps within the Enneagram world. Like uh, you mentioned type three being one that you also kind of uh, were thinking maybe you were at the beginning. And, you know, I can, I can link almost any number on the Enneagram with another one and tell you where they're similar, where they have overlap. So mm. for example, like three sevens and eights, most of the times, whenever someone tests high in one of those numbers, they test high in the others uh, because all of those numbers are energetic, driven, future-oriented, action-oriented, you know, let's get stuff done kind of people. And so it makes sense that you would identify with all those, right? Uh, ones, twos, and sixes often uh, test high together. Fours, fives, and nines, the same thing. And then you've got other overlapping things like the triads that you've mentioned multiple times. You know, eights, nines, and ones with being gut-oriented. Twos, threes, and fours being more emotional. Five, sixes, and sevens being more in the head. It's not uncommon to, you know, maybe think you're one of those in that grouping when you might be another one in that grouping. That's very, very common. Mm. And so that's okay. I think a lot of people get probably a little too stressed out about figuring out which one they are right away. And I think my message there would be, it's okay to take some time and, and try to figure it out and learn about all those other ones and see which one eventually wins out. I don't think there's an issue with that because what little bit you might identify with one of those other numbers is still valuable information, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I think that's good. Uh, and then the other side of the coin that a reason why people might uh, feel like they're multiple numbers is just something that you would call mistyping. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of numbers that might get mistyped uh, as other numbers. And that's where we get into wings and subtypes and all that stuff that we're not going to, you know, pull, pull out here. But um, just for example, there's some sixes that get, typed as eights a lot, right? And vice versa, mm -hmm. uh, because their external actions are similar, but their internal motivations are very, very different, right? Uh, and so that's also a thing is that you might've been mistyped at some point is why you feel like multiple different ways as well. So just a couple of thoughts there from me on the, why I feel like I'm multiple numbers. Any other thoughts on that one? No, man, that was great. Good deal. All right. We've got one more of these left. Um, how you feel? You, you sad about that? You ready to be done with it? What are you thinking? Yeah, I mean, it's been a fun little thing. It's coming to an end. So it'd be, uh, <laughs> how unseven of me to say that I'm not a little bummed about that. So, but also excited to get on to the next thing. Oh, for sure. Of course. <laughs> That's great. Well, we'll be back here to wrap it up with the number one question next time. Hey, thanks for joining us today on another Enneagram podcast. As fellow leaders, we know it can be frustrating when it seems like you always run into the same problems on your team with the same people. But leaders just like you are learning how to lead their teams better using the Enneagram and you can too. So if you like what you heard today, we would love it if you would share this podcast on social media and leave a rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts, preferably only good you know, reviews and ratings. That would be great. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram or at another Enneagram or head over to our website, anotherenneagram.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode of another Enneagram podcast.